0: This episode of Actors with Issues is brought to you by Audible. For a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com actors. Welcome back to Actors with Issues. I am your host, Juan Ayala. This week's guest is stage and screen actor Diego Guevara. In addition to the international tour of Legally Blonde the Musical... Diego has also appeared on the hit series Younger and will be recurring on the upcoming Netflix holiday series Dash and Lily. Diego chats with us about growing up loving music which led to acting, adapting to the current state of the industry, and getting to celebrate Christmas for two months while working on the Netflix series Dash and Lily. Please enjoy this conversation with Diego Guevara.
1: We're all well aware that no two actors' journeys are alike. Um, So how did you get started uh, with acting and with your love of performing? Oh,
2: man. Well, I mean, I I think it was a few things. I I remember watching my dad play guitar. So there's something that he does at every family party that we have Mm -hmm. is that he will eventually take out the guitar and start singing songs. And um, there was always a story behind that song, which was – which was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of fun to follow that story and to sing along with the family. So that's kind of where the 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 love of performing came from. I guess in terms of acting, I was just always, I always had an incredibly active imagination as a kid. Every movie that I would go watch at the movie theater, I would come back home and I, I was that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I watched Spider-Man for the first time, I came back and I was trying to climb the walls and I, yep. <laughs> I totally, totally believed that I would be capable of, climbing those walls um yeah i just my imagination was always unstoppable as a as a child and i guess i just as i've gotten older i've had to remind myself that it's okay to have an imagination you know Mm -hmm. and and now i get to and now i get to continue to do that it's it's amazing i love it
1: the the first question i always ask is um you know, like how did you, you know, how did you get started? It's just like the biggest icebreaker and a nice intro to everyone. And they're always like, oh, I always play to pretend. I loved playing dress up or I was like running around playing like, you know, cops and robbers with sticks and, you know, or something like that. (laughs) Uh, That was definitely the case with me too, too. was always, you know, doing it very, um, it's being very creative uh, at a very young age. Um, So like at what point in life did you realize like, because I know it's, it's always it's usually different time periods where you make the decision that you want to become a professional actor, but then realizing that it's even like a thing. For me, like growing up watching TV, I'm, it was never to me like, oh, those are actors. It's like, no, I'm watching people do stuff. It was never like, <laughs> oh, there's like a whole crew involved and all that right. stuff. So When did you sort of like, when did you have sort of that epiphany of like, oh, this is a job. People do this for a living.
2: Well, I was actually talking to someone about this recently, um, and and this is this is personal to me, and I and I'm sure you know, like you said, no two journeys are the same. Um, I grew up in a Latino family, and for us that you know we we never went to the theater it just wasn't necessarily something that was with in our culture at least in my family we didn't go to the theater so that wasn't really something that i i was even aware happened until i got mm-hmm. to high school once i got to high school i started seeing a lot of theater and i joined the high school drama program and I realized that it took it took work, right? There was there was there were hours of practicing, there were hours of 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 everything in terms of that. My introduction was more television, film, and sometimes, it, it, depending on the movie, I was actually more interested in watching the behind the scenes videos than I was watching the movie itself. So that was another way that I started realizing, you know, this is oh, this is a job. People do this as a job, but it wasn't until. Um, college to be honest where I realized oh this is yeah this is work this is hard work there is none of that overnight sensation that you hear about um, you know about actors making it big overnight that that's there's no such thing there's always years and years and years of work behind that and that's something that I didn't realize I didn't come to realize until I was in college
1: You know, it's uh, somewhat similar with me. Like, I I always love, like, on the old VHS tapes, I'm dating myself. Um, But, you know, like, at the end of the movie, after the credits, there'd be, like, a little featurette or something. It's like, you know, stay tuned after the movie to watch how he, you know, did this or whatever. And that always fascinated me. I'm like, oh, that's how they did that special effect. That's how they did this. Like, um, I recently watched this super ancient-looking documentary, like, featurette on Hocus Pocus and it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh so that's how they did that back in the day like you know they that's how they flew and then realizing that like the whole graveyard scene was all on a sound stage that was like a massive set they built I was like wait what like it, wait, what? it was just like you know it, it doesn't it register just... it's so funny um but yeah I, I was always fascinated that as a kid as well and um I feel like that also like sort of like stirs your imagination you're like oh that's how they did this and stuff like that you know um yeah and when did you make the decision to like officially pursue acting as, as a career?
2: Um, I'm I'm not really sure of a, a, I can't really pinpoint, you know, a a time, a year, a day, but I would say that when I was in high school, I, I got to the point where I I said, you know what? I love this. I love doing this so much that there is nothing else that I would feel happy enough doing. Mm -hmm. And at that point I realized, I said, you know what? I just have to go for it. It's, it's going to be scary. It's, um, there are going to be days where I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, scary is just an all encompassing word about what I was feeling. It was, it was yeah. really scary, but I said, you know, what, I just have to go for it. And, and I did. So when I went to college, I decided right from the moment that I got there that that's what I was going to do. Mm. And even during college, there were times when I would, um, I would consider having a second major or maybe even switching majors. Um, at the beginning of my sophomore year, I considered switching majors. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to become a chemistry major, and I, I became. What a switch! <laughs> I know, I know. There's nothing, nothing related.
1: Not even like communications. Um, that's usually one people go no. to for safety. Oh,
2: I know. I a hundred. I just totally did a 180 and went yeah. to science. Um, but yeah, I was a chem major for literally three days, mm-hmm. and then I said, "Nope, this just doesn't make sense." And I couldn't. I couldn't picture myself in a lab eight hours a day, five days a week, maybe more than that, you know, I just, I just couldn't picture it. What I just kept picturing was, was pretending. And so then I literally, it was three days and I went back to my advisor and they looked at me funny. They were like, are you really just switching over this quick? And I said, yeah, yeah. And again, I think that was another time when I was like, no, this is a hundred, this is a hundred percent what I should be doing.
1: Yeah um you mentioned before that you know the the word scary just sort of encompasses everything that i mean the whole career path just scary and and unpredictable is another word that really is just encompasses everything uh one of my acting coaches uh he's you know been a working actor for like 30 40 years um he says almost at the beginning you know he'll ask the beginning of the class like uh any new any like first timers here today because it's all over zoom so we got people from atlanta from la from new york everywhere Uh, and he says, okay, so I know this isn't the place you guys want to hear this, but if I can talk you out of choosing this as a career, then it's not for you. But if I can't talk you out of it, maybe we've got something. And it's so funny hearing that because it's like, Oh, as a kid, as a teenager, you probably would not have been able to like talk me out of it. And, and with a lot of artists for that reason, or maybe for a day or three days in your case. And then they're like, Nope, this is horrible. I hate this. We're going back. Yeah, I I similarly switched to accounting for like a week, and then I was like, no, nah, this is terrible. I don't, oh, I don't. Math man. was never my strong suit. I I who signed off on this? Right. But uh, yeah, goodness. Um, so no, I love that. I love that yeah.
2: saying. If yeah. I can talk you out of this, then this is not for you. I love that, and I yeah. feel like no one has been able to talk me out of it. So I think. Yeah. Fingers crossed here, but I think, <laughs> I think I'm still in it.
1: Right. You know, you're you're onto something, as 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 my coach said. Um, but so you went to the university of Rhode Island and, um, I did. So what was your experience like, uh, there, was it sort of like straight drama? Was it musical theater? Uh, what was your sort of time there? like?
2: Well, uh, actually b- before I even go into that, I think mm-hmm. congrats are in order for, um, for a fellow URI graduate who um, was nominated for a Tony this morning.
1: Oh, no way. Uh,
2: yeah, Andrew Burnap was nominated for a Tony Award. So I'm just sending out congratulations to him. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. Um,
2: yeah, well, I, in, at URI, I, I only studied acting. So there was no, um, I didn't study voice or dance, but we oh. always did a—we did one musical a year, mm. um, either in the fall or the spring. It, it, it didn't, um, it would vary. Each year mm. it would change. Um, so I studied straight acting and um, I really liked the experience. I really, really enjoyed it. We started the first year with more, um, more icebreakers, more getting to know you, more getting comfortable in your own body. And then year two, we went into contemporary works. Year three, we went into uh, we wanted to Chekhov and Ibsen, and, um, mm. and then year four, we went into Shakespeare. So each year we focused on those, um, on those, you know, those authors but at the same time we were doing voice and movement classes and we were just getting to know our bodies. And we had a really di- really diverse group of people um, training us there. And um, I-, I loved it, I really enjoyed it. I personally felt though that where I learned the most was participating in the actual productions, more mm-hmm. so than the classroom. There's uh, there's obviously a lot to learn in the classroom, but it doesn't all quite make sense, at least to me, until it's actually put into practice. Yeah. So I, yeah. was, I was thankful that there were plenty of, of performance opportunities. I know that there are some schools that don't allow you to perform when you're a freshman. You have to wait until you're a sophomore or, you know, um, at URI, that's not the case. So there are four main stage productions, and then there's a fifth student-run production with a student director, designers, and then there is a sixth production that they call the um the one act festival hmm. and they have yeah. um a full you know a, a good amount of one acts that happen and students are involved with in that as well so there are a lot of performance opportunities in which you can actually put to practice what you've learned in the classroom which to me like i said i find to be the most valuable
1: yeah absolutely agree it's um you know it's always like training as essential as it is as necessary as it is you know, you'll come across a few people who are like, I've never had formal training and they're so successful. It's like, okay, well, that's one in uh how many cases is that, yeah. you know, usually what happens. But, you know, experience um, is always to me the biggest classroom. It's like, um, you know, even with like with film and television, I if I ever get a young actor like, Oh, like should I work as an extra? I'm like, do it a couple times just to see what a real set is like, because it's not like your student films where it's like a two-man crew and you know you ha- you want to see all the moving parts you want to see what the actors are like you want to see what yeah. their process is like with the you know repeat resetting back to one background and you know it's like it's 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 very much like sort of like an entirely different world none of which they teach you in in school there's a lot that you yeah. learn on set or on stage that is not taught um yeah. in school especially like simple things like, uh, cold reading skills. They don't really put that into practice in school and you go to your, you know, your first co-star audition, they're like, cool. Uh, do you mind reading these? And then you're like, <laughs> what I don't, but my process, I need at least like two days to, to, you know, develop a backstory. They're like, you've got 10 seconds. So, <laughs> right. you know, there's, there's, the there's yeah, it's a, there's a lot. There's definitely, uh, essential sort of things you have to learn in like each environment for sure. Um, so i want to talk about dash in lily congrats are in order for you as well so huge congrats on that um so so i have to ask did you guys i'm assuming you guys filmed like last holiday season
2: we shot a year ago so it's it's been a while yeah
1: Um, that's not we we
2: literally we started production um yeah i think it was yeah it was early october of last year so it's exactly a year ago
1: yeah and uh For those who don't know, Dash and Lily is based on um, a young adult novel. Is it a series of novels or is it just like a a one? Do you know? I don't remember.
2: Uh, It's actually a series of novels and the newest novel is coming out um, relatively soon. There's going to be a third book. Okay. Uh, But yeah, but it's based based on the books.
1: Gotcha. And it's, um, again, for those who don't know... i don't want to because you know, obviously i haven't seen it I, i've i seen the trailer um as you know i saw on your social media i was like oh my god he's in nationality uh, because i remember seeing casting notices for and the name had it popped up i remember seeing it on like you know my submission reports last year um sure. and uh and yeah that's yeah that's so so cool i mean you know who doesn't love christmas especially in new york and then getting to do a show where it's just like we're gonna freeze <laughs> this little time forever and and no. um and yeah, what was your experience? like obviously, you can give away spoilers, and I'm sure there are nDAs in place with, with uh, Netflix and whatnot but um you know, just generally, what was your experience like and um actually let's go back to like what was your audition like Sure, yeah
2: um the audition was as i'm sure as i i I'm, I'm sure you've had the experience where you get an audition less than twenty four hours before it's time to have those. <laughs> to do yeah, <laughs> I know they're so scary, but at the same time, I appreciate them so much because you don't have time to, to think, hmm. you know, you just kind of have to go with your gut. And, um, and I, I have a, a love hate relationship with auditions like that, yeah. but I got the, I got the audition, like I said, less than 24 hours before the actual audition itself. And so um, I went to the audition and it was, it was great. I, I, Um, I got in the room and there were people there and I tried to just kind of focus my energy into this audition. I went into the room and they were so, so sweet in there. And I, they asked me to do the scene a couple times. And then from there, they asked me to make a few adjustments. They asked for my availability and then that was it. And then I just, I didn't hear from them for a while. I think it was about two weeks. And I think two weeks later was when I got the, um, the confirmation that I had that I had booked it so I was so excited
1: Mm.
2: it was um, the biggest thing that I've done thus far so I was I was really excited about it and then um, I hadn't I didn't even know that it was going to be for Netflix they were keeping that under wraps so once I got the offer I saw that it was for Netflix which was really exciting too yeah Um, and then we went into production and we just got to celebrate Christmas for two months so (laughs) it was it was it was so much fun it was great and um yeah just to kind of live in that cheer and yeah. um yeah. that anticipation of the holiday season was was really nice and then to, to to kind of get to experience it again now um a year later is going to be it's going to be a completely different experience but so mm. much fun yeah
1: It's going to be funny to see like a hustling and bustling in New York and be like, oh, remember when people could stand that close to each other without wearing masks? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, gosh, television is going to look so, so different. You know, just like hearing some of the stories of what some sets are like, like apparently shows like Law & Order, SVU, are like pandemics part of the storyline. Like
2: That's interesting. Yeah, like the precinct's
1: going to be empty. (laughs) And you know, all that stuff, like that's, they're working it in because it's like, you can't really adapt. Um, Right especially with shows like that that are very much like ripped from the headlines type of stories um but before i go on a tangent about that back to dash and lily um so um so are you a big christmas person
2: i am i am i always have been and um it's we you know my family like i said earlier on is latino so we celebrate on the 24th and not the 25th and we um we have this big dinner we we, we stay up till midnight and um, I'm so excited to um, for my family to get to see this because the um, something that I can say is that the main family in the series is um, half Japanese half American mm. so it's a mixed Japanese American family and they celebrate Christmas differently than my family does so it's really nice to have been on set and see the way that that they experience their holidays or the way that they celebrate, or, you know, not, not generally, but this specific family. Mm-hmm. And to see that it, it is different and there are so many different ways to celebrate the holidays. And yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. It's, ah, the only way to describe it for me.
1: Well, I, I certainly can't wait to watch. Um, I'm a huge sucker for, for all things Christmas, you know, um, also being part of a Latino family. Um, you know it's just it's part it's like ingrained in us to celebrate um to go all out around the holidays you know with everything it's always the food there's like so much food and your giant families around Mm -hmm. um and with um with christmas specifically like my parents love christmas i wouldn't say they're like fanatics or like maniacs because they're all the people that like you know are playing (laughs) christmas music now already and i'm like let's let every holiday have their thing (laughs) but um but yeah so it's funny this is like the only or so far this is the only uh christmas topic project that i've like talked about because you know i started the sh- i started the podcast in may so like right, right. in the middle of, of of quarantine um so what are your what are your favorite like christmas movies or christmas tv shows um and things like that like what comes to mind you think christmas like, oh like this movie for me it's home immediately
2: alone. Uh, the grinch immediately the grinch. <laughs> I, that's like the first i um, that's one of my go-to's i just think it's so great
1: mm. uh,
2: my favorite thing about it is the f- fact that you know the the title character just ha- you know hates holly and then eventually with with love and and the, the fact that that mary lou, um that mary lou who is the one to kind of bring the town together this child mm. um to to show that a child has the true spirit of Christmas and, and, you know, and love and unity and all of this is beautiful. That's, that's my go-to always, always has been. And then of course, I love other classics like, you know, home alone, but, um, but for sure, the Grinch I think is, is my go-to.
1: Is it the animated one or the live action one with Jim Carrey?
2: No, Jim Carrey live action.
1: (laughs) Were you a fan of the reanimated one with Benedict Cumberbatch that came out last year? Did you not watch that one?
2: I haven't even seen it yet so maybe that's what i have to watch this year
1: <laughs> it'll be on sale on dvd don't worry <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right i'll watch it for sure
1: um so with dash and lily um what are like was there anything in particular that you like the show wrapped and something you sort of like came away with during that whole experience because um, this was your first recurring role correct
2: Yes, that was my first recurring role, and you know, I I've been used to doing a lot more theater than than television, mm-hmm. so I was used to the process in theater, and I think what I came away with more than anything was was new knowledge, newfound knowledge mm-hmm. on the process in television and how much um, it was it, it was new. It wasn't um, I I can't really say that it was difficult because I feel like everything is a blur at this point, mm-hmm. but it was new in that things happen at one out of sequence Two, you go right to the very beginning again and you have and you you know you have to live the reality of the character but just with a camera this close to your face yeah. or just in a different angle and um, and that was a new experience for me but I think that Having that newfound knowledge is going to be helpful in the future. Mm. So that, um, in terms of acting technique, I think that's what I came away with the most. But I also came away with with new friendships, of mm. course, and um, and people that I'm excited to follow on their on their careers, because um, I think I think you're going to witness some really great performances in the show. And people that I'm really excited about to see where they'll where they'll be in um in a, even a year's time even. Mm-hmm.
1: It's already been a year, so it's like you know what's it's happened now right? and what's gonna happen by Christmas. Yes, um, exactly. So in terms of you know with with everything going on with the industry, it's been it was at a grinding halt at one point, and now it's in New York sure. at least. It's slowly, you know, sort of opening up. Um, I always like to ask, um, what is something that you hope changes in the industry. Um, One of the, I always mention this one because it's, to me, it's just a really good example. I forgot who it is that brought it up. Um, But they said like, I hope there aren't 60 dancers crammed into a room for callbacks because that's not gonna be a possibility (laughs) anymore. So it's like, uh, you know, are those cattle calls, like it's impossible to keep six feet. So what's sort of something that you um, hope or that maybe even like you think might be a little bit difficult to, to change?
2: you know i hadn't really hadn't really thought about that other than thinking about um, inclusivity in terms of projects um, but in terms of kind of just being able to perform auditions the way that they used to be mm. um, I you mean, know, I have to think for a second. I, I mean, cattle, yeah. Ca- I mean, I have to totally agree with the cattle call thing and the the yeah. cramming sixty dancers into a room. Um, I've been in those, and they're <laughs> they're they're wild. Not only are they like hot in ter- like like a sauna, right? I'm always, yeah. Yeah. oh my goodness. But but yeah, it's it's tough to just cram people in there like that. I wonder what'll change. I wonder if it'll be for the better or, you know. Be, I think the positive thing in those cattle calls is that they really do, I think I have to give them the benefit of the doubt that I think they're really trying to see as many people as possible to give Mm -hmm. as many people an opportunity as possible. And I, I really appreciate that. I don't know if it would... If it would be if it's something that can continue, maybe they'll have to do video submissions, you know, I I have, I've also had um, dance calls in which they will send out a video, you have to learn from the video and then record yourself and send it back in. And I wonder if that's going to be the new norm. Hmm. Um, I am not the biggest fan of self tapes, I'm still learning to love them. But <laughs> But I guess that's going to be, I guess that's part of the new norm that, um, you know, is going to be happening.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I was um, saying in an earlier interview that, um, you know, coming from the theater background, you're used to going in, doing your 16 bars. They ask you to stay for the callback, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Everything's in person. Everything's there. You're getting feedback in real time. You're reading reactions as you're holding out that big note, you're like, uh are they buying it? And maybe. Uh, Um, but you know, with self tapes, uh, I feel a little bit fortunate because my first rep was not in the New York market. So Mm -hmm. every audition they got me was a self tape. So over a year pre COVID, I was getting used to doing self tapes. So then when everything changed to self tapes or um, I've had a few auditions that were over Zoom because they want to give you a note and see it done, you know, to try and make like a nice medium between in person and yeah. the self tape. Um, so you know, by the time that they started doing all of that, it was sort of like a nice, like, oh, okay, I've been they I've been training for this. <laughs> for yeah, I've been a year.
2: Never done that.
1: Yeah. So what is it about um, sort of like the in person auditions that you prefer, or what is it about self tapes that you just generally don't like?
2: Well, um, so in terms of self tapes, what I don't like is the fact that I will do a take. It could be, it could be, it could be good. You know, it could be a mm-hmm. good take. But I will nitpick that thing for the rest of eternity. I just yeah. will find every single thing that I have to change, and then because of that, because my brain does that sometimes, I need to just. Um, so, so what I started doing was that I will have, I will be asked for a self tape. I will give myself. a a limit and where i have to stop and then just choose one of those takes Mm -hmm. and go with it go with my gut because if not i will be sitting there for the next three days just shooting (laughs) the same scene over and over again i think what i like about in-person auditions is that um i get to connect with whoever the reader is Mm -hmm. now not that that doesn't happen in self-tapes but um the the people that i have at home are not necessarily actors right. so i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to you know i don't want to direct them or 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 yeah. or make them feel uncomfortable you know yeah. i just want to be able to focus on what i'm doing and what what i'm supposed to do in that scene so when i go in when i go in person i know that they're going to be ready for that even if even if the reader that day happens to be monotone and is not really giving me anything i mm. can still I still feel that I would be able to work off of that if I'm going in in person right I I don't know why but it's just um, it's also like a psychological thing within me
1: yeah it's funny because uh, with self-tapes there's so much more in your control that is usually completely out of your control like yeah. usually for in-person auditions the only thing in your control is your performance and that's it uh, and then with your self tapes, it's like, okay, I'm choosing my reader, my backdrop, my lighting, my outfit. <laughs> if I don't like how this looks on camera, I can go change really quick. But with you know everything yeah. else, it's like, all right, this is me. Let's do this. Two takes. All right, we're out.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and yeah, with self tapes, I have just like rehearse it with your reader uh, as much as you want, and then three takes, and that's it for me it's I like think I'm don't gonna get steal that from you <laughs> <laughs>
2: because I, I that's what i need i need that's what i need to do
1: yeah and uh like i had my first i think it was my first one uh it was for a medical show and it's like mm-hmm. medical jargon you know and i'm like the aortic cannulation <laughs> who I don't,
0: I'm majoring right.
1: theater arts i don't <laughs> it was not an, an anatomy and physiology major um yeah but you know so it's like okay practice the pronunciation practice the cadence practice all that stuff rehearse the scene a bunch. And then three takes, choose from those, and that's it. And it's like, take everything down. Don't leave it up because then you're going to be like, no, just one more really quick. Like, Nope, all out. We're just, we're getting rid of it. Um, Yeah. So for you, what's your sort of, uh, do you have any like audition rituals or post audition um, type of things that you like to do? Um, One that I've heard frequently that I started to practice myself was when I leave the casting office, take my sides, rip them up, throw them in the trash forget it ever happened
2: mm-hmm. absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. i do the same thing i get rid of the sides immediately yeah. um just to i mean one because I, i'm lucky enough that i i audition relatively consistently i mean you know pre-covid so then there was always or there was usually something to think about coming up next and um that was one reason why but also i just don't want to think about it because if mm. it, if it happens, fantastic. If not, that's okay. That's somebody else's success. And I think one thing that I've been telling myself a lot recently is, you know, somebody else's success is not my failure. Mm. And yeah. And um, in terms of pre-audition, I like to, um, I mean, right. As soon as I'm going to walk into the room or I guess this Uh, now press play or or press record on the phone for the self-tape I like to think the thoughts of the character so regardless of what the situation is I like to you know uh, think about where they are at that time like what what are their thoughts what's happening in their head Mm. and I do that even in the in the waiting room uh, because then it just helps me kind of get into it You know, I don't have to take um, I I feel as though I don't have to take too much time to really just um, like breathe and and settle into it. If I'm already if I'm already settled into it before I even walk into the room, then walking into the room is just going to be, you know, okay. what's the situation at hand? Um, So, yeah, that's I I guess that's what I would do. That's what I do before. And then after I just get rid of all of it. Yeah. Throw it all out. (laughs) On
1: to next (laughs) as as we hear. Um, yes. Are you? Does it throw you off a little bit when the casting director or whoever wants to do a little chit chat before you go into it? Or are you just like, please skip over all of that and let's go right into it, please?
2: <laughs> yeah, it kind of. Sometimes it does, but I mean, it's okay. You know, you, you just gotta. You just gotta go with it. Yeah. But I. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I could just go right into it.
1: Yeah. Like. Uh. I don't know what else would say. Uh. It's fine. This is what editing's for. Uh. <laughs> um so in terms of like misconceptions is there anything that comes to mind about something that you um felt or thought about the industry or the career path and then you had like a rude wake-up call like oh that's not what it's like at all
2: yeah for sure um the first thing that came to mind was um I always thought it was impossible
1: Mm -hmm. I really did
2: um and now I I know that it's not Mm. um not only because not only by my own experience but by friends you know the the experiences that friends have been having and um I I see friends are like I said like this morning someone that I know has been nominated for a Tony Award Mm. and then there are people booking um booking Broadway and booking television and film and it's um it. I would tell myself as a kid, you know, that it's going to be so tough, mostly because it's it's a one in a million chance. But no, I think I, for me, as long as I stay determined and focused and keep working hard, and you know, and stay true to myself, it's not it's not impossible. I I hear I hear a lot of people say, you know, it's it's really tough, and and it is it is for sure. But I, I think the positive side of it is that it is not impossible, mm. and yeah. I feel like I have to say that for myself, <laughs> because I kind of I kind of get caught up in in the whole the whole industry sometimes, and I say to myself, how many you know how many auditions have I been to, and how many have I gotten further than just that first audition, yeah. um, and the numbers don't always add up, but but we continue through it, you know, for yeah. the love of the art.
1: If you're like me and you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'd probably love listening to audiobooks. And the best place for that is Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks and spoken word entertainment. Titles range from popular literature, fiction and biographies, to health, wellness, and everything in between. For a free 30-day trial, visit audibletrial.com actors for a free audiobook. Once you become a member, you get one credit for an audiobook each month, as well as two free exclusive Audible originals. I highly recommend that all of my actors and artists listening check out the audiobook for The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, written and narrated by Jenna Fisher, best known for playing Pam on The Office. Jenna gives an in-depth look in her career, from fresh-faced Hollywood newcomer to struggling actor to the star of a hit network television show. She also has a ton of survival advice and guidance for actors tackling this crazy industry. You can check out Jenna's book and tons more by signing up for a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash actors. Autumn is officially upon us, and whether you live in New York City or Los Angeles, everyone deserves to experience those classic scents of autumn and that's why I'm thrilled to be partnering once again with Redondo Road Candlemakers to announce their new line of autumn inspired scents which include apples and maple bourbon, baked apple pie, and the classic toasted pumpkin spice. Redondo Road Candles are hand poured right here in the US and made from 100% natural soy wax and all renewable resources. Burning on my desk right now is their Amber Noir Candle, which is a warm fusion of Mandarin, Jasmine, and Amber with hints of sandalwood and musk that just whisks you away on a warm cabin getaway. Another favorite of mine is their Cake Candle, which smells like the sweetest, yummiest vanilla frosted cake you have ever smelled. Redondo Road Candles start at just $15 for their 5.5 ounce jars and are shipped within the continental U.S. For more information, visit redondo That's redondo Yeah. yeah. One of my um, past guests, he's an actor named um, TJ Krishnan. He, um, you know, people always, the non-actors, non-artists, I was like, so like, how is it, you know, how's it all, how's the acting thing? And <laughs> he'll be like, oh, I had a great year. He he just, he exudes positivity and, and all of that. And I absolutely love that. He's very big on like manifestation and the law of attraction. Yeah. Like what you put out is going to come back. So don't put out anything bad. So people ask, and he's like, Oh, I had a great year. And they'll be like, um, you know, like, Oh, like, you know, what'd you book? He's like, no, it was awesome. It was an awesome year. He's like, Oh, right. like, do you work on anything? He's like, Nope. But it was awesome. Cause I'm alive. I'm healthy. I'm doing what I, what I love to do. And I'm still able to, to do so without it, you know, either getting to exactly. your head or breaking your bank account or, um, or all of that, you know? So I, I think that that's also very important is, definitely keeping a positive mindset. And as I said at the top of the show, no two paths are alike. You could, twin brothers could go for the same career they're not going to book everything the same. They're not going to have the same auditions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I love that philosophy as well. Is there anything that, um, like, has there ever been, I'm sure there has, because we have all had it, um, but has there ever been a time where you were ready to just like, like post-college, you're ready to just like drop and be like, nope, I'm done. Like this is it. I, I can't do this anymore. And if so, what, how did you sort of like come out of it? Because I, I I feel like this year alone there have been half a dozen times where I'm like, why am I still doing this? Like, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. I feel like I've never had a situation that was, you know, in in my eyes, severe enough for me to just drop it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have always been um ready to do this the the situation this year with covid and everything getting shut down has been really really tough um, for everyone it doesn't matter what industry you're in mm-hmm. you know if you're in the medical field i can't even imagine um you. and thank then you. <laughs> i i know thank you so so much um, and then for the situation for us as actors as performers um, being in New York, the majority of the people that I know are live performers. You know, they do, they do Broadway. So Broadway, oh man, it's, it's heartbreaking to think about when it will even be back.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so it's hard. It, it is definitely hard. But I think for me, what keeps me going is, is the idea. And, and I think about this now and just thinking about it gives me goosebumps. But like, imagine that first night back when, mm. when it does come back. And the thrill of, of watching live theater or of participating in live theater, you know, yeah. whether you're on the stage or in the audience, you're all participants of that, that thing that will exist only that one time because in the next night, it's going to be a different performance. Yeah. And just the idea of that is absolutely something that keeps me going. It's so exciting. And for me, yeah. there's, nothing, there's nothing that is as thrilling as this is this career path with all of the highs and lows there's nothing that compares to it it's you know it's a it's a relationship
1: mm-hmm. it's going to i feel like when when broadway opens up hopefully it is in june as just announced that's the next estimated opening hopefully, um yes. i definitely think that it's going to it's going to have that like classic opening night energy you know it's just like beaming it's like electric and it's going to be yeah. like a reopening night for so many shows yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly can't wait. I, you know, was had a whole list of shows I wanted to see before the Tony's and then I know me too. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, so many great shows were, were coming around or a few that I had done before that were like getting a revival. I was like, Oh my God, we have to go see it. Uh, and then yeah, shows got canceled starting in March and the rest oh, of this is history. Um, so uh, we, you know, I listed, I had listed a whole bunch of um, things in in our communication prior, and you said you were like down to talk about, and I have a feeling most actors would be like, up. Oh, I can relate to all of this, so yeah. uh, take your pick: uh, audition anxiety, <clears throat> imposter syndrome, or battling with self esteem.
2: Oh man, you know, I I go through all of those things mm. occasionally. It, you know, th- there are certain nights when when I become so anxious, you know, I was also telling somebody that my brain likes to do this thing where I just go, oh, I repeat situations over and over and over to the mm. point where I don't get an, you know, not even a blink of sleep at night. And a lot of the time, what ends up coming into my head is thinking about this career and what's going to happen next. You know, the unknown is such a scary thought sometimes. Um, but then I, I, try to, I try to turn it on myself and I say, but that's one, this is what I signed up for. And I knew that this is what it was going to be like, but there's also, there's beauty in something that's unknown. I have worked, I have worked survival jobs that have been incredibly repetitive and there's nothing to me that is less exciting than that. I would rather be, you know, um, broke and, and, and happy. I th- I, there's just the, that's so much, that's so much better for me to me you know so yeah I think when it comes to all of that I just try I try to turn it on a turn it and make it positive for my for myself and we're all unique beings so we all have to figure out a way to do that for ourselves but imposter syndrome that's another I mean everything you you name it 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 goes through any you know it goes through our heads yeah but for sure for sure
1: yeah with imposter we're all we're
2: all worth it obviously we all have we all have a unique story to tell there's not one person on this planet that i that i think is not worthy of being allowed to tell their story every single person is unique and beautiful in that sense so yeah for sure
1: it's funny um in in booking guests for the podcast um like you know i dm do on instagram and i dm a ton yeah. of actors and email and all that stuff and go through their websites and all that stuff um to try and get people to come on the show and there's always been every once in a while there's an actor who whose work i admire because there were like uh you know a semi-regular on a show that i really liked or something mm-hmm. um you know young actors like you know around our ages under 30 or whatever and um but then in the emails they'd be like oh like i'm not really confident in like you know not public speaking but like you know i like one of them said like i'm not a good talker and in my head or i actually said in the email i was like oh i bet you have tons of stories to tell because if you're not a good talker that means you're watching (laughs) and listening to everything around you i bet you've got stories we'll talk we'll revisit this this conversation in a year um right but you know gosh it's uh were you a timid kid i know like you know we're very imaginative and whatnot like i consider myself like i was kind of like a shy kid i was always little loner playing playing pretend but by himself like (laughs) yes
2: yes no absolutely I mean I had I had my moments Mm. I as a as a kid I would consider even today I would consider myself someone that is timid um you know in in college at the parties I was actually telling this story this is not this is not the most flattering story but I mean (laughs) we're in it now Um, so in college, we had this orientation before we had to go into school Mm. and they would have us spend the night there. So it was a two day orientation. It was really, really cool. You know, getting to know your, um, the, your fellow students going into their freshman year of college. And, um, I, everyone is paired randomly in their room. So I was paired with two other guys and these two other guys were really, really outspoken, really outgoing. And I was not just Mm. not at all. That night, uh, the first night of that college orientation, there was this party and they said, hey, let's go. So, so I went and I stood in the literal corner drinking just probably water and didn't talk to anybody because yeah. I just didn't even know how to start a conversation. I didn't know what to say or how to do it. And it was so... Um, if it, it felt it felt like i would never be able to talk to people and and it's honestly to this day mm. I, whenever i meet new people i am very it's very difficult for me to be the first person to speak and i don't understand um i mean i think that's fear within myself of of you know of of a whole slew of things of maybe sounding annoying or or not wanting to disturb the person but yeah i absolutely would say that i to this day am a shy person but then put me on that stage or in front of the camera then all of a sudden it's like something it's like that person never existed
1: yeah yeah it's uh it's funny because i love playing you know the host when it comes to like interviews and stuff like that i love chatting with people about the industry but i once had the tables turned on me because the actor that i (laughs) that i interviewed for the podcast um his name is kurt yue he was i think like my 10th guest uh, when we finished our interview, he was like, hey, do you want to be on my YouTube channel? Because he has like an acting career center YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, sure, <laughs> let's do it. And then I, I feel like, you know, watching it back, I was like, why am I so shy and like awkward? I'm like, people that know me know that's not me. But then it's like, right, I right. just come up as like, so like awkwardly like timid because, you know, for actors, for a lot of us, if we were shy kids, it's having that veil of a character or that persona that is giving us that confidence. But then all of a sudden, you know, you walk into the room, tell us about yourself. You're like, "Uh, what line?" I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you're know. like, "What do I say here?" It's
2: interesting though, because even even if we do consider ourselves shy people, playing another character, it in a way that reveals your truth. Playing hmm. that other character. Um, it may be deep, deep inside, but it reveals your truth as well. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's another thing that I find in the beauty of, of this career, you know, of being an actor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's just interesting to hear different actors' perspectives. Cause I very much consider myself like an extroverted introvert. Like it will take me forever to start a conversation. I won't start a conversation with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second you ask me like, are like, Hey, what are you drinking? off to the races like you mm-hmm. you know you lit the match i'm there but i'm not learning that much like it's so so like... you're literally describing me <laughs> yep. and it sucks That's because it. you hear as actors like you have to network you have to meet people i'm like Ugh, oh what I, I don't, don't want to get me started. Can can put me behind an email
2: if i can send an email yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i can do that but have me yeah. talk to someone in person it's like i just crumble
1: <laughs> yeah it's yeah gosh i hate yeah, I'm just not a fan. Not a fan, not a fan. No. Going to like industry <laughs> events and it's like, I know these are all actors. They're all at my level. I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of like someone important, but like, it's just weird. It's in you you know, here all you know, the time. That- you have to network. You have to network. You have to be like, ugh i know and do you know
2: so when you go to those cattle calls for example when everyone knows somebody and at least when i was when i was brand new to the city i didn't i didn't know anybody so i would just kind of sit in that room and i would see everyone talking to each other and they they knew each other and i was like wow i must be i must look like that weird kid in the corner who's just not talking to anyone yeah but yeah
1: (laughs) gosh it's funny uh my best friend and i uh he's an actor as well we met working as extras on the Netflix show, the Punisher, which is like Mm -hmm. one of the many Marvel shows. Um, He had just moved to the city like two weeks before from West Virginia. Uh, And he, you know, went to like central casting and all that stuff and, you know, signed up to, to, to be an extra. And um, I had just started doing it maybe a month or two prior. And we sat at the same table in the holding area for like six hours. And, it wasn't until another background actor, I think, like it was like the year the Greatest Showman came out, and he mm-hmm. like asked like, "Oh, have you guys seen this movie?" And then that's when it started off. And now the guy's my best friend. But it took six <laughs> hours of yeah, sitting yeah. together to to, <laughs> right. to even talk to each other because he's exactly like me, an, an introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny to see actors because you know they think we're these big personalities, and it's like glamour and all that. Like, no, it's maybe in beverly hills but you know otherwise we're all just a bunch of awkward kids trying to break out of our (laughs) show yeah we were those weird kids in middle school
2: like i mean i don't really know any. i personally don't know any actor who was like quote-unquote
1: popular
2: it you know it was like we were just we were focused on our art and we were yeah no
1: (laughs) don't let high school musical fool you guys none of the basketball jocks at all nope don't no. let like glee fool you either same thing none <laughs> of the popular people were doing theater yeah. it was its own exactly. click everyone in, in yeah, theater love each other but otherwise <laughs> yeah uh so unfortunately we're coming to the end of our time uh but i always oh, like man. to wrap up <laughs> uh i feel like with 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 certain guests i can just talk about all of this stuff like forever uh but oh, then we'd man. have two hour yeah. episodes and i don't know who's gonna say they're two hour <laughs> episode um I have listened to podcasts that are like three hours long, but that's just me. Um, But uh, so I always like to end the show with a rapid fire round of uh, quick questions. Some are this or that some might hurt your head trying to think of an answer quickly. Oh my God. Uh, Alrighty. So we'll put 90 seconds on the clock. No pressure.
2: I'm already so nervous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to start with coffee or tea. Tea. Theater or screen acting
2: oh ah, uh, um uh do i have to choose one
0: yeah
2: oh man um okay i guess for the moment screen acting
1: tv or film
2: oh i didn't realize this is gonna be so tough uh film
1: uh hero or villain Ooh, villain drama or comedy comedy plays or musicals plays uh, what's your most recent binge watch?
2: Um, what is the, the first one that comes to mind is Schitt's Creek.
1: Mm, good choice. Uh, if you were an actor, what would you be doing for a living?
2: Nothing. <laughs> <Damn>.
1: <laughs> uh, what is your go-to audition song?
2: Oh, uh, well, one of them is Mirror Blue Night from Spring Awakening. I love the story that it tells.
1: Um, worst side job that you've had?
2: Oh my goodness. I was, I was working for this advertising company that advertised cigarettes. I don't even smoke. And I was like helping them. Adver- oh my God. It's so shameful. But yes. <laughs> worst side job I've ever had.
1: Uh, if you got to be in the revival of any show, which would it be?
2: Oh, um, uh, sh- maybe angels in America.
1: Mm. Uh, your favorite accent to do. And can we hear it?
2: Um, <laughs> they accent to do. Um I I I don't really I never really thought about this. Maybe probably Latino.
1: Okay.
2: Um yo podría hablar en español un poco. <laughs> yeah, este es el acento que 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 conozco porque yeah. crecí hablando español. Es mi primer idioma y pues ahora hablo más inglés,
1: pero sí. Okay. Right. I don't want to guess where you're from, but I hear like a is are you Colombian? No. Ah, everyone
2: asks uh no i, I a all little, of my best it's a little friends bit growing paisa, up, that's why <laughs> all of my um all of my best friends growing up were paisa my boyfriend is paisa but okay. but no i'm actually my mom is from guatemala and my dad is from nicaragua so central american okay. all the way
1: neighbors yeah. my family salvadorian
2: no way yeah. what's up neighbor <laughs>
1: Alrighty. So we hit 90 seconds. Uh, so the last question is in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor?
2: Dream big.
1: Simple. Love it.
2: Period. Yep. Dream big, dream big and fight hard.
0: And that is it for this week's episode of Actors with Issues with special guest Diego Guevara, who you can follow on Instagram at diego.gev, that's diego.guev, and follow us at Actors with Issues. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday. This is Juan Yala, signing off.